Podcasting, The Final Frontier. This is the Hammer Podcast. It's 30-minute mission to rehash geeky topics, to seek out new bastions of nerdiness, to timidly go where the more talented have gone before. Greetings, and welcome to the Hammer Podcasts, the official podcast of thehammerstrikes.com. My name is Gene Hendricks, and this time I've got a treat for you. But before we get to that, we have some listener feedback to address. The first one comes from Derek Crabb, who recently created a great action figure collage for a comic book fight club. He's written in about the Red Brown episode of Legends of the Superheroes that I did with Chris Franklin, as well as the Wonder Woman episode that I was on over at the Supermates podcast. He writes, Hey, Cindy, Chris, and Gene. Catching up on some podcast goodness here with Supermates and the Hammer Podcast's Legends of the Superheroes. I wanted to listen to Legends of the Superheroes sooner, but many of the topics covered thus far are on my to-do list over at History of Comics on Film. Luckily, I've long since completed my videos of the Kathleen Lee Crosby Wonder Woman and both Reb Brown Captain America films, so I dove right into your own podcast coverage. Although Death Too Soon won't be released for a while, as I'm going in chronological order as best I can, and I'll need to cover a few more specials and cartoons before then. I enjoy hearing the thoughts of a select few elite who have seen the spectacle of these 70s masterpieces. Just pretend that the previous sentence was being said by Darkseid in The Crisis on Infinite Earths. Also, wanted to let Gene know I enjoyed the podcast he, Bill, and Paul did on Ninja Scroll as well. I believe Cowboy Bebop was a randomly mentioned anime on Listen to the Prophets. It would certainly be fun to hear you guys cover that at some point on Anime Freaks, and is probably one of the most easily accessible for Western audiences in terms of tone and style. Take care, Derek. Thank you very much, Derek. I'm finding the legend shows that I'm doing to be very interesting myself, as I'm either revisiting old favorites or discovering new material. No, it's not always great, but it is entertaining. As mentioned in his email, he runs the History of Comics on Film blog, which can be found at hocof.blogspot.com, and I'll be posting the links to the two videos that he emailed us about in the show notes. Next, we have an email from Kirk Greenfield co-host of Imperious Rex, Confessions of a Serial Surface Invader podcast, and he's writing in on the Norse mythology episode that I did, where at the end I told you all to go visit Tom Harris at Radio Free Asgard for a better read version of the tales. Kirk writes, Gene, don't sell yourself short. Though initially put off by the myriad Norse names, I return to listen to your show again and find your enthusiastic, snide, and abridged telling of Norse legends and tales to be very engaging. This was my first episode. I had heard Paul and Bill mention your faith, or Norse religion, and couldn't tell at first if this was an act or sincere, so I'll have to listen to more episodes to judge for myself. But for the half hour that I did listen, I was entertained, and that's good. Thank you, Kirk Greenfield. As I told Kirk in my email reply, no, this is not an act. I've been a heathen, or Norse pagan, or as a true, or whatever you want to label it, for nearly eight years now. I started out as a Catholic, because that's what my family is, and I went to all the CCD classes, etc., but it never really sat well with me. I went atheist for a little while, basically rejecting everything religious, because I had been trained to think in monotheistic terms. 
Either there was one all-knowing, all-seeing deity, or there was nothing. Eventually, I came to the realization that there are more things in the universe than could be explained by science, and I wanted to see about a connection to a higher plane. So, being the good engineer I am, I did a bunch of research. I came across some info about Norse Reconstructionism, and it just clicked. So I puttered around reading for a few more years, and then, when we found out that my wife was pregnant, I decided that I needed to make it official. Lucky for me, I have a good friend that I met through the USS Justice, the uh, Star Trek fan club to which we belonged at the time, who is very knowledgeable and a practicing heathen. It was from him that I learned most of what I do, or at least where I can go for information. And the rest, as they say, is history. I hope that clears up my religion for those of you that were wondering. Now we have some iTunes reviews to go over. The first comes from good friend of the show and guest on episode 7, the irredeemable shag of the Fire and Water podcast, the Ultraverse podcast network, and many, many other projects. It's a five-star review titled, Love This Show Celebrating Geek Culture. He writes, If you love comics, Star Trek, mythology, Doctor Who, role-playing games, anything geeky, then this is a definite must-listen. Gene is an engaging host with a tremendous amount of knowledge and an infectiously positive attitude. With one of the best radio voices around, each episode Gene takes us on a journey exploring a different aspect of geek culture. Love this show. Subscribe today. Well, thank you very much, Shag. Obviously, that payoff worked. Seriously, though, I hope I can live up to that review. Next up, we have one from an award-winning radio host, so I would hope he knows what he's talking about. And that would be Mr. Scott Rifen of Dinner for Geeks, Earning My Ears, Growing Up Star Wars, and My Star Wars Story. This is also a five-star review entitled, It Is Everything and More. And he writes, Gene talks about everything a geek could want, and he does it succinctly and with clarity. It's a podcast that never overstays its welcome and always surprises and amuses. Well, thank you very much, Scott. I try to be straight and to the point as possible, although this show might be a bit on the longer side. Or, to say it better... It's magnificent! It's stupendous! In short! Last up for this time, we have a five-star review from 31crawls, which is a very interesting username. This one's entitled Great Cultural Podcast, and he at least I assume this is a he, writes, Yes, comics, sci-fi, fantasy fandom is a cultural thing, at least as far as I'm concerned. This show does a great job of showcasing my culture. And there's something else I have to live up to, being a cultural representative. I hope I don't disappoint. Well, thank you all for writing in and or reviewing. I truly appreciate all the feedback. Now, before we take our break, I want to mention that The Hammer Strikes the blog that is responsible for what you're hearing here, now has a Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash thehammerstrikes. There are some things I would like to do with the blog and with the podcast, and they do cost money. So I hope you'd like to help me out with that. If you do, you can look forward to some perks, like possibly getting these episodes before everyone else. Plus, if I get enough support, I'll be doing more blog posts and more podcast episodes. So please, take a minute and check out the Patreon page, and if you are so inclined, become a supporter of the show. Now, let's hear from some friends of the show, and then we'll get into me jumping on a bandwagon. Aquaman and Firestorm, fighting crime 
Fire and Water Podcast. Celebrating Aquaman, King of the Seven Seas, and Firestorm, the Nuclear Man. Available weekly on Aquaman Trine, Firestorm Van, and on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm one of your hosts, the Irredeemable Shag, here to talk about Firestorm. Along with me is my co-host, Rob Kelly, here to talk about some guy that talks to fish. Really? You're going to pull this crap during the promo? Bad enough, I have to put up with your shenanigans every week, but... We all remember seeing years ago those futuristic drawings saying what the future is going to be. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. Gleaming buildings, fast monorails. This is the future. It was all started by a monster. Twice the size of Manhattan. We want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Walt Disney World. Better than any other urban environment in America. Two True Freaks proudly presents. We hope that it will be unlike anything else on this earth. Golf courses, campgrounds, stores, hotels. Earning my ears. A once in a lifetime opportunity for everyone who participates. We're ready to go right now. Earning My Ears, a Walt Disney World-centric podcast, is available monthly at twotruefreaks.com. Hey, kids. Do you like comics? Uh-huh. Do you like Iron Man comics? Uh-huh. Do you want to learn more about Iron Man's downward spiral from alcoholism, fear of commitment, and feelings of inferiority leading the egomaniac into a life of misery? Uh, what? Then listen to the Invincible Iron Cast Classics Edition and see Tony Stark go from genius billionaire playboy philanthropist to genius billionaire playboy philanthropist with awesome weaponized armor. Relive classic stories like Demon in a Bottle, Armor Wars, Doom Quest, and more. Hosted by me, Mike Staley. So how about it, kids? Do you want to listen to the Invincible Iron Cast? Uh-huh. Well, too bad. You need to do your homework. Uh-huh. The Invincible Iron Cast Classics Edition on iTunes or at invincibleironcast.podbean.com. And we're back. This time out, I'm going to be doing a topic that has been done before, but with my own twist. So far, we've had TV theme episodes from Andy Leyland over at the Palace of Glittering Delights, Tom Panarese at Pop Culture Affidavit, and Luke Giaconetti at Earth Destruction Directive. Never let it be said that I don't jump on bandwagons after they're mostly past. So, here I am with my TV themes episode. But this one's going to be about cartoon themes. First, some ground rules. I've discounted themes from cartoons based on live-action shows, so my beloved Star Trek The Animated Series theme is out. Of course, you hear that at the beginning of each of my episodes, so I'm not too broken up by it. I've also discounted any theme where the visuals are an integral part. Oh, all of these themes have great visuals associated with them, but they can also stand on their own as audio only. I've taken the audio from the opening of the show, so it's not just the music, but my point stands. So we'll start off with the granddaddy of all superhero cartoon themes. Way back in the 1960s, Marvel Comics had some hot properties, including a certain web-slinger. While their previous attempts to turn their characters into cartoons ended up with what were essentially motion comics, they finally got a better product from their animation partners. The theme song was a joint composition. The lyrics were written by Academy Award winner Paul Francis Webster. 
while the music was composed by Bob Harris. Here it is, the song that's already running through your head, the theme to the 1967 Spider-Man cartoon. Just like guys, look out! Here comes the Spider-Man! Is he strong? Listen, bud! He's got radioactive blood! Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead! Hey there! There goes the Spider-Man! In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time! Spider-Man! Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, wealth and fame, he's ignored, action is his reward to him. Life is a great big bang-up, wherever there's a hang-up, you'll find a Spider-Man. Premiering in 1969, Scooby-Doo Where Are You became one of Hanna-Barbera's most successful cartoons. This version lasted for two seasons, and then it was retooled into a show whose theme we're about to hear. The new Scooby-Doo movies expanded the show from a half hour to one hour per episode, and also introduced one of the show's most famous tropes, that of the guest stars. I, for one, always hope to hear Shaggy say, Today, Scooby-Doo meets Batman and Robin! But it's hard to compete with the dynamic duo. So, let's join those meddling kids for the second iteration of their series. Hey, Scooby! Scooby, Scooby-Doo, looking for you. Scooby, Scooby-Doo, where are you? All the stars are here, waiting for you. We're going back to everyone's favorite teen superhero for the next one, although we're fast-forwarding 17 years. Anyone of my generation remembers that Spidey used to share an apartment with Bobby Drake and Angelica Jones, better known as Iceman and Firestar. If you're looking for a connection to the comics, you won't find it. In fact, Firestar was created just for this cartoon, because the show didn't have the license to use the Human Torch. So here we are. 1984's theme to Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Iceman and Firestar.
Amazing Friends. Sticking with Marvel and that same era, we have the Incredible Hulk cartoon. While this series had its problems, mainly the incredible reappearing clothes that always somehow prevented Bruce Banner from needing a new wardrobe, it was much closer to the comics than the Bill Bixby Lou Ferrigno series. Here, Dr. Bruce Banner was a scientist on Gamma Base, where he worked for General Thunderbolt Ross and fought for Betty Ross's attention with Major Glenn Talbot, all the while trying to keep his secret with the help of Rick Jones, who was a blonde in this for some reason. This is one of the cartoons that I loved as a kid, even if it only had two stock transformation sequences. And the theme is still the one I hear when I think of The Incredible Hulk. Now we move on to a cartoon series that had me enthralled. So much so that it was responsible for my first ever layaway purchase at Kmart. That purchase was the Thunder Tank, and the series it came from was Thundercats. The series premiered in 1985 and followed the adventures of extraterrestrial humanoid cats, led by the heroic Lion-O, as they try and make a life on Third Earth. The animation was done in Japan, giving it an anime kind of feel, which made it different enough from the other mid-80s cartoons that had appealed to me. The theme gives you an idea of what the show will be like, which is light and action-packed. Plus, it will get stuck in your head. Along the same lines as Thundercats, in fact done by the same company, was Silverhawks. 
This show followed cyborg police officers that patrolled the outer reaches of the galaxy. They constantly went up against the mob boss named Monstar, which was a little too on-the-nose name. Still, it was a really enjoyable show. And the PSAs that they tacked on the end dealt with our solar system and helped spark my interest in space and NASA. Much like the Thundercats theme, this one is light and action-packed and very catchy. Tally-ho! Wings of silver, birds of steel Now we come to one where I'm going to cheat. One of the quintessential 80s cartoons, and one of the more memorable themes, is that of G.I. Joe. Being part of the full court press to sell the toys, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, was an extremely popular cartoon. The theme I'm going to play for you, though, is actually from G.I. Joe the movie, which I prefer to the standard TV theme. It still counts, though, as the movie was shown as a multi-part episode on TV. It's a little more dark in the beginning, but when you hear that, Yo, Joe! Your heart just starts to pound. At least, mine does.
of you that read the hammer strikes know of my love of the disney cartoon gargoyles a combination of action adventure cartoon with the plays of william shakespeare this show was one of the few that had a continual storyline and character growth not to mention the absolutely perfect voice casting of keith david as goliath as well as a huge number of star trek actors i think that the fact that this show was on when i was in college and able to appreciate all the layers of the source material is part of why I love it so much. The theme also sets the mood perfectly, especially with Keith David's booming narration at the beginning. One thousand years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken, and we live again! Defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. To me, no list of cartoon themes would be complete without the opening music to Star Blazers, which was a huge part of my childhood. So much so that I currently co-host a show that's going through it episode by episode, and that would be Anime Freaks, also found on Two True Freaks. Star Blazers was the first anime that I saw, and the fact that it was possible for characters to be injured or even die was mind-blowing to me. The feel of the music, being like a military march, helps get you in the mood for the show. These people aren't on a pleasure cruise or out to have adventures. They're trying to save the planet, so this is going to be a serious cartoon. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
space We're leaving Mother Earth To save the human race Our star blazers Searching for a distant star Heading off to Iskandar Leaving all we love behind Who knows what dangers we'll find We must be strong and brave Our home we've got to save If we don't, in just one year, Mother Earth will disappear. Fighting with the Gamelons, we won't stop until we've won. Then we'll return, and when we arrive, the Earth will survive with our Star Blazers. We're going to wrap it up there with the mystical number of nine. There are many more themes out there that I like, and many that I don't. If I ever do another one of these episodes, though, I'd like to hear your suggestions. Feel free to comment either on the Facebook page, the Google Plus page, or send an email to gene at thehammerstrikes.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Hammer Podcasts. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send an email to gene at thehammerstrikes.com. If you like what you've heard, please visit the Patreon page, which is located at patreon.com slash thehammerstrikes, and consider becoming a sponsor of the show. Please be sure to check out The Hammer Strikes on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and YouTube. The Hammer Podcast is a proud part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network.